Welcome to the Your Own Medicine podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Callie Klug and I am a yoga teacher and somatic practitioner in Southern California. A Your Own Medicine podcast was really created with this idea and this intention of bringing knowledge to you to access the medicine within you and within your own body. So thank you for listening. Let's go. Go for it. I can I get it out. No, 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 no. It's funny. Leave it. Make it live. Okay. No, I was going to close my door. Hold on. Let's close it. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you can turn it. Okay. Turning it to here. <laughs> hey, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Um, so just getting right into it since we're kind of limited on time. So deep dive. Deep dive. Just right in, jumping right in. Um, who are you? What do you do? And where are you located? Sweet. So my name is Pedro Luna. Uh, I am a, a yoga instructor and really an empowerment coach, a yoga instructor and a meme maker and uh, a dad of three kids. And uh, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, so I'm here in the Sunshine State. Awesome. I thought you were in Miami for some reason. So uh, are no. you near a beach? Uh, I, the beach is close to me. Uh, so I, I teach yoga actually on Delray Beach. Uh, it's about 25 minutes away. Um, so I'm an hour north-ish of Miami. Okay. Depending on traffic. If it's like 10 p.m. on a Saturday, it's like three hours away. If it's like 10 a.m. on like a Sunday, I'm like one hour away. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah. So how did you find yoga? Oh, like, my gosh. Yoga. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's the journey of the corporate, uh, the corporate person that is stressed out and anxious because they're overworked and underpaid. And even if they're over, even if they're compensated, right, like they're still overworked. And yeah. so I've, I found myself in a space where I didn't really enjoy uh, being feeling that way anymore, like feeling the pressures of a job. I, I was a debt collector and then I was a debt collection agency manager. And I didn't feel that that energy wasn't right for me anymore. It wasn't serving anymore, the hustle of it. Um, I love hustling, but I just didn't like hustling that way anymore. And so I just found myself um, uh, needing to do an outlet. I needed an outlet. I wasn't really doing anything so much. And so I found I found yoga. And yoga was there for me to be able to connect to my breath and connect to myself and to connect to other like-minded individuals um, that I enjoyed being around. Like I genuinely enjoyed being around them. I wasn't hanging out with anybody from my work because I didn't really like being there or around the people that were working there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so by being, the pe by being with people in a yoga space, I was like, wow, this community element is really amazing. And I wanna, I wanna be in this more often. Like, how do I get to do, how do I get to be in here? And like, I see these yoga teachers, I'm like, well, how do, how do they, like, I want to do that, you know, and I don't want to do it because I want to make money. I want to do it because I want to serve people, you know, so let me just, uh, let me just figure this out. <laughs> and, uh, and I did pretty quick. Uh, I decided I wanted to become an instructor and serve. And I've been doing that for almost 10 years now, um, teaching wow. and, and such. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a road, but, um, the, the, the awakening was when it, I just realized like, to lead a life of service. And that was kind of my intention. And it was a beautiful grounding experience that we just had before jumping on the show. And, uh, you know, what is the intention for being here? And my intention for being here is to be able to offer inspiration and empowerment to people that just might be stuck. And it might not be a yoga teacher. It might just be somebody that's casually driving in their car on the road. And they just need some, they just need to hear something that says like, you know what? I see you and I hear you and it's okay. And let's just take one step forward today to try to make today better and then move in the right direction. Just shift the energy because everything is energy. 
And so, and that's what kind of what yoga has taught me is that it really is just energy and sharing and serving. So I hope this serves somebody out there. If you're hearing this right now and you need some inspo, just stick around. <laughs> I love that. And so what got you unstuck? Was it the uh, yoga asana or like you were talking about community? What was the, the tipping point? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was the asana at first. You know, it was kind of both. You know, I was really going there for myself and then connecting with others. Also, it was kind of both. But I was really doing it because it was like I was doing Bikram yoga. So I was doing I was in the cult. I was drinking all the Kool Aid. Like, give me the give me the Kool Aid. I was drunk. <laughs> and uh, so th this is before all the shenanigans and scandals broke through broke through in Netflix and all. I mean, this is 2011. Um, and so I had originally. Uh, you know, I found myself being centered and grounded and then I found myself connecting with others. And then I allowed myself just the time and space just to really ex see what this was all about. You know, I started my you know commitment to practice in August of 2011 and I went to teacher training in September of 2012. So it wasn't, it was like, you know, 13 months later, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, cause I was drunk. And so, you know, <laughs> and so self-aware, you know, that's good. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I knew what I was getting into as far as like the rigors of that training. Are you familiar, Callie, with Bikram yoga at all? Yes, I, I think okay. I did it one time, at least once or twice when I was younger. And I'm pretty sure I cried because I was <laughs> I had never done yoga before. And I was yeah. like, this is like actual hell. Like it is hot <laughs> and I can't do any of these poses. So did you yeah. do Bikram YTC? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. 100%. Okay, well. I, I was there all in, all in when the boot camp, nine weeks of in the in the hell box yeah, yeah. nine weeks nine weeks it yeah it was wild it was 440 people at the radisson hotel at lax in los angeles and so i had to quit my i, I got to quit my job and go do that for nine weeks because you have to i mean you're going for nine weeks like the, i wasn't coming back to do that job i didn't like anymore so, so. how how is it nine weeks because i did a four-week intensive in india and that's 200 so does bikram require way more hours so there was like way more hours um but they didn't like the bikram in the moment wasn't like a yoga alliance accredited school I don't, it still isn't like it's not even a thing really anymore so there wasn't really like any accreditation it was just like you did this training and then you can go teach bikram yoga at wherever studio you came from and the only reason that place is a bikram yoga studio is because they came and drank this kool-aid too and that's it and so it's all it was all stemmed from like Bikram, like you had to be wow. in, go to his thing. And yes. then now there's all sorts of 26 and two trainings and hot yoga training. There's all sorts of stuff, but then there wasn't, it didn't exist. It wasn't, there wasn't hot 26 training that didn't exist. So right. yeah, it's quite different now. Um, but we so, had, a, there was a lot of hours. Yeah. How did you make that transition then from, cause you said you were drinking the Kool-Aid, which I think yeah. the Bikram Kool-Aid is really strong. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so how did you transition from Bikram into what you're doing now. So everything's, every, and this goes for everybody out there. Everything, everything serves you in a, for, for a period of time until it doesn't. Friendships, food, relationships, yoga, work, everything serves you until it doesn't. And Bikram Yoga had served me very well for a number of years until it didn't anymore. I went through a uh, divorce, a transition, a shift from where I was living in Chicago, and I moved down to Florida. And um, when I moved down to Florida, it's hot as shit, y'all. It's hot. And I was like, well, I don't want to be hot er. So, and I was, I was looking for more, uh, more than 26 poses and two breathing exercises. So I found myself in a vinyasa yoga studio locally and they taught uh, Kripalu vinyasa. It was a blend that they had created. And they also, uh, we, you know, we went to, I went to an ashram and I went to place. I was like, wow, there's so much more to this than these 
then lock your knee. And nothing's wrong with that being as a great foundational element of a sequence or a practice, but there was just more depth that I wanted to create. And so mm -hmm. that was really the end. The invitation was to open uh, more doors, you know, and, and you can't, um, you can't open more doors or even see the door if you're blind that the, there's even a door there, you know, and like Joseph Campbell has that quote out there, right? The, you know, the, you know, the universe will conspire to help you and open uh, doors where there were once walls, right? One of my favorite quotes. And when I hear that, and when I believe that it's like, wow, I remember times in my life, and I think everybody might be able to relate to this, where it's like, every, like the walls are closing in, I'm trapped, I can't get out. I'm in a situation that totally sucks. I'm in a job that I hate. I'm doing something I don't want to do every day. And I'm looking for an outlet. And the one take one step forward towards whatever that outlet might look like. And the path isn't linear. It's not. Mm -hmm. But if we have a, an, an idea of where we would like to get to, and we keep feeding that idea, we keep feeding that intention over time with patience and with walking the path, the path appears. And you'll be able to get there. And so that was kind of my journey was like, I'm just going to keep putting intentions into other styles of yoga and learning more and educating myself so that I can share more with the, with the world. Because the truth of the matter is the more that you experience, the more you have to offer. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. So I was able to offer more yoga, which is my mission to share the gift of yoga with the world. So here we are. Yeah. And on that note too, like currently now, what is your teaching style like? And what do you seek to bring to your students? Like, what's yeah, your so main goal? My goal is to empower, empower people in this moment. Like, you know, through yoga, as the yoga is the vessel that gives me the platform to be able to speak and to be able to share messages of inspiration and empowerment. Um, I mean, I'm manifesting this year of doing more speaking engagements that doesn't involve asana, uh, you know, that just like standing on stage and giving a talk kind of deal. Um, I'm manifesting five of those. I'm at zero, but that's okay. That this there's is maybe time. somebody. Yeah, I, I got time. I'm not quitting the four quarter. There's four quarters in the game. I'm not quitting in quarter number two. <laughs> so, um, but the the uh, the intention behind all of this is to really you know right now I'm teaching a, a lot of uh, vinyasa yoga like in my personal uh, what I'm doing now is vinyasa yoga you know hatha vinyasa yoga mm -hmm. uh, a blend of yin, but and I teach on the beach uh, also. And that's really special. So my whole platform is really teaching. I have like an online platform that I teach to, but also a beach community that's wonderful here locally. And that's a little bit different. That's more, let's call it gentle flow because you're on a beach and that the sand doesn't really stay flat. <laughs> so this isn't the hard sand like they have in some beaches. This is fluffy sand over here. <laughs> so, so those things are what I'm teaching now. And then creating experiences specifically for yoga teachers is what I really like to do. Because there's so many yoga teachers out there um, that just need a little extra support. Think about, Callie, when you graduate yoga teacher training and you walk away with your certificate, you paid the studio the money or whoever, you got your certificate and you left. And that's pretty much it usually. Like, it's over. Unless you pay some more money, it's over. You got your certificate. Mm -hmm. Go figure it out. Go do it. And so I'm trying to bridge the gap between like, I got my teacher training certificate. I'm not really teaching yet because I'm not really as confident as I want to be. I just need like a little bit extra support. Like, what do I do? Um, I'm just trying to share the, you know, empower those, empower that, that batch of teachers. That's the future. And that's the future of those, the teachers. Like those are the people that need the support. Cause I, like we need to get, we need more teachers. We need more support for everybody. Like everybody needs to be better. Everybody can do better. I think, you know, and by educating ourselves and stepping into our power. Yeah. And that's totally right. That when you go to a YTT, it is kind of, I mean, 
I've done a one YTT where they had a, like a business module, but it wasn't in depth. And then you're on your way and they're like, all right, peace out. And you're, yeah. You, yeah, you're not confident. You taught like two classes and you're like, how do I do this? Yeah. How do I do it? How do I do this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it's important for everybody to note out there that it's really challenging in, in a, doing a 200 hour yoga teacher training, you know, you're learning so much information. Um, and getting and gathering so much info, it's really hard to figure out like, how am I going to make a business out of this too, at the same time? Like, that's really, I don't know how anybody can really do that in my opinion, you know, but once you get your teaching legs and you get yourself out there and you find some confidence, you find some students, you find your, you know, what feels right for you, um, you know, your niche, you know, how that, you know, that that's a big thing nowadays is like, you got to have a yoga niche. Like you don't necessarily have one, have to have one. It still certainly help you if you do, but you don't have to have it. Um, when you, uh, you know, to, to do all of that on top of like learning, you know, the, the eight limb path, all the things, yeah, like, it's just a lot. A, lot. <laughs> a lot going on here. How do I teach a sun salutation, yo? So yeah, in any event, but yeah, I, I told I'm with you. I'm with you, you know? Yeah. And I so. saw on your website that you have a program for kind of that. It's like yoga teacher training in between like that, yeah. like you said, bridging that gap. And so yeah. like, what does that look like? And what do you think is essential for most yoga teachers to know before they either get into teaching or if they're already teaching, like what do you business wise or sequencing wise or philosophy wise? Sure. Yeah. I think great question. Um, you know, I really think about, um, I always want teachers to know that it's okay that you don't know everything, you know, it's okay that you don't know everything, but that you are, you have the intention of learning of learning and the more that you experience the more you have to offer so the more that you learn the more that you have to share and granted this you know you don't need to be in a teacher training at all times forever <laughs> you know you don't always have to be learning 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 every single day but it is highly encouraged just like in any profession you know there's continuing education in every profession you know because if not you just that you you can only you only just stay here you just stay at the same level and so when I mentor students, our teachers, when I, when I bring them into the fold, they find me, however, um, you know, the programs that I'm creating with my wife, you know, as far as like a, a workshop or a series of classes, it really is with the intention of like, allow yourself just to be wherever you are and allow for this uh, and the enrichment that you're going to receive as far as like getting more confidence. How do I cue safely? And, and a lot of this is, goes over in 200 hour training, like how to cue, how to sequence, that kind of stuff, but it goes so fast. It goes so fast and you can't, you can't really grasp everything all at once. There's balls that drop, you know? And so we're just here to kind of pick up the balls and put them back in the, in the bin and then you can carry them with you and use them on. <laughs> so, but, uh, but see, you know, sequence, like safety is like number one, like, and it, it's just number one and it gets overlooked. And, you know, if you think about the typical yoga training that you're going to do these days, uh, you're going to be, it's tailored to teaching mixed level Hatha Vinyasa classes. Like that's just what yeah. it is because that's the majority of what's going on in, in this country, uh, you know, in, if, in the U S mm -hmm. um, that's what most people are practicing. And that's totally cool. That's great. Um, but if you don't have uh, the foundations of like safety and beginner first, um, if, if the training that you took wasn't really geared towards that, like it could get, it could get ugly quick. Uh, you know, for like, you could find yourself in a situation that you don't want anybody to get hurt. You want to help people, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. So Safety is always first. That's what we always try to travel first. That's a good, that's a good one. And, but so what does safety mean to you? Cause it's kind of broad. Oh. There's like the, the psychological part, the physical, sure. 
Sure. Physical is what I was referring to in this moment, like physical safety, just like, yeah, engagement of things that are going to protect people, like how to make sure that someone's not going to hurt themselves coming up from a forward fold. Like that's so basic, but think about, think about like the most basic injuries that happen. It's like when you hear it, when you, be, when you turn 30 or 40, you're like, oh, I, I went to pick up a box off the floor and now my back's tweaked and I got to go to the chiropractor. Like that's crazy, but that happens all the time. It's happened to me personally, picking up my kid off, you know, picking up my baby oh. and I'm like, oh, sh oh shit, you know? Um, <laughs> But it happens. <laughs> not fun. You know, it's not fun. But if you think about it in yoga, it's like when I come up uh, to standing from a forward fold, I want to make sure my core is engaged, my navel's to my spine, and I come up with, you know, a flat back is how I cue it. Some teachers roll up to the top. But just having that engagement of your core to support your back, it just gets overlooked. It's just something just get overlooked. But that's just something so small that people can just get, like, injured with. Um, and then speaking of other safety, though, like inclusive language. You know, how do we use inclusive language to make this accessible to everyone? You know, instead of like you get into the class and, you know, you have a new person that you don't really know really, or like Carl's over there in the corner and he looks like he might hurt himself. Instead of calling out Carl specifically, like make a cue that's general and inclusive to everyone and then Carl will get it. And you talk to Carl, you, you look at Carl, but you're talking to everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that, it, th just that exact scenario that you're describing. I've seen it a lot as a student, as a teacher too, but as a student as well. And I feel like that's only something you learn from being in that scenario Experience, yeah. or like having someone like you, who's guiding yeah. you through these potential scenarios. Cause yoga yeah. teaching is so much learning on the job. <sighs> Isn't and it though? <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot of it. So yeah. yeah that's How long have you been teaching for? I've been teaching for two and a half years. So I'm still Amazing. like, that's new great though. Teacher, yeah. Have you done one training or two? Um, I did my 200 hour in India. So I did like an intensive so cool. for 200. Yeah. And then now I'm doing an online 300. So Who are you doing it with? one and a half authentic movements. I haven't heard of that one. Okay. It's, it's pretty good. It's focused on biomechanics. So I like it. I'm like into that kind of You're stuff. into that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And and that would, and that's, that's a good message for everybody. It's like, you're into that. So that, that resonates with you. Biomechanics to me, like, I'm just not so interested in that personally. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's not a bad training, you know? So everybody out there that's listening, you know, it's like, if you're looking to find a yoga teacher training, um, or you're, you're curious about signing up for one, like really do your homework, like really do your homework before you just pay. And just because it's 500 bucks versus 4,000 bucks, there's gotta be something different between the 500 and the 4,000 one, you know? So figure out like what's one offer and what, what, what is the other one offer and compare them because it's not apples to apples. Not every training is the same by any oh, means. So. They're so different. And that's really good advice too, because you're, it's a huge time commitment, like huge. Oh, so make sure you like what you're getting into before yeah, you get into it. Yeah. yeah. Take that teacher's class. Like whether it's yeah. on YouTube, whether it's like you go to a drop-in class, you go to their workshop, something, figure it out before you just pay the money, you know, because it sounded like a good idea and a good deal. Don't yeah. do it. I'm telling you, don't. <laughs> I second that. I second <laughs> that for sure. Um, and so kind of moving forward, um, sure, sure kind of talking about the like the safety part and like the things that people might not know what are common misconceptions that you hear a lot about yoga either on the teaching side or the student side that that you notice that maybe irk you or that come up a lot sure i mean well number one of course is like that i'm not flexible enough to do yoga one you know it's like um and unfortunately, like for that person is like, they're at, they're at the level, they're not, they're not able to receive the message of that yoga is for everyone. Like they haven't heard that, even though I'm sure, I'm sure that anybody that's mentioned yoga to them, or they've seen like that, 
that's out there that yoga is for everyone and for mm-hmm. everybody. And there's modifications and there's different styles and all these things. But the person that always thinks about it, they're like, I can't touch my toes. I'm like, so what? So, so go to yoga and then maybe you will touch your toes. But really, that's not the goal of this whole thing anyway. The goal of it is just to find yourself, you know, to ease the, the fluctuations of your mind. Like that's what the yoga is here for. Mm-hmm. And so, so many folks think that yoga is just asana and it, it isn't. Sure, it's one component of the experience, but the reality of it is if you can just allow as a teacher, when I see somebody like that, I have compassion for them and I want to be able to just, I'm going to meet them where they are. I'm not going to put them down. I'm not going to make them feel stupid. I'm just going to say, you know, where, where did you hear that yoga? You have to touch your toes to be able to do yoga. Where did you hear that? You know, have you, have you ever thought about just taking a few breaths and how that's yoga? Have you ever thought about how, you know, maybe if we just take a moment to close our eyes and just feel the sensations of our body, like that can be yoga. Anything can be yoga. And so really as a yoga teacher, our job is to allow the yoga to meet the students where they are without, without forcing something on them that they're not ready to receive yet. Because just like in a yoga teacher training, we can only receive the information and the messages for the level that we're at. If somebody's talking about all the Sanskrit and all the philosophy and all the things, and, I've, and I, I'm not there yet, it personally, in my development, in my growth as a student, I'm not going to be able to like download that information. It's just going to go over my head. So really speaking and clearly, the messages that you're articulating are to the people knowing your audience and being able to meet them where they are. And if you can do that, you'll be successful. Not just teaching yoga or not just, you'll just be great at connecting with people. That takes, that's a, that's a skill in itself, just connection. Yeah, definitely. And I really see that in just the way that you're speaking. Like every, I feel like, I don't know if this is conscious or natural for you, but I feel like you choose your words in a way where it's very non-judgmental which yeah, thank is, you. is nice to have in yeah. a yoga teacher, like that safe space. Yeah. And then that's, that's the most important thing is you're just creating a safe container. You're just creating a safe container for people to be able to express themselves and to be able to be open and vulnerable and uh, to share, you know, because ultimately what I've found in my years of teaching yoga, my years of taking, you know, uh, you know, connecting in groups is that people just want to feel seen and people just want to feel heard. That's it. If you can, as a teacher or just as a human, if you can just be present with someone and allow them to feel seen and to feel heard, you're going to make a difference not only in their life, but the person that they come in contact with and the person they come in contact with. And it's just going to be like a cycle that goes around the world of genuine connection, of feel, <laughs> of feeling good and yeah. feeling seen. But that's all people really want. You know, they want to be feel seen and feel heard. Yeah. Yeah, I think that goes for across everything too. Yeah, yeah not just yoga. And mm-hmm. that kind of brings up that concept to me of holding space. Like when I first started teaching, I was like, holding space means someone tells me something and then I have to like give them advice. And like, I was always so nervous because I'm like, I'm not qualified for this. And But like literally holding space is, I think it's an essential part of being a yoga teacher. Sometimes we learn on the job, like I said, but it's literally just what you said. It's helping people feel seen and heard, whether that's just sitting with someone quietly when they say something or just, yeah, holding that space. So, yeah, that you don't always, and that that's a great thing, Callie. You don't, you don't always have to have the answer for them. They just want to voice it and they just want you to hear it and listen to it. That's it. That's really it. Yeah, that's really it. Because nowadays there's just like, 
it's harder or it seems to be more challenging to be able to feel that and, and get that out, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it is. Cause we, I mean, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable to feel mm -hmm. and to let oh, things yeah. bubble up. So, and I think we have great aids now in being constantly distracted, um, like social media or Netflix. Like I utilize those aids frequently to not connect to myself. And so I think, yeah, having some, and that's the thing about yoga too, is that like going to one of your classes or going to a yoga class, it's a space where you're disconnected from your phone, your electronics, if nothing else, like you can't touch your toes, you don't like the breath work. You're just sitting there with yourself and feeling your body and your feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Just giving yourself permission to feel. And sometimes like that can be a lot. That can be a lot for somebody that's you know new to yoga or you know used to being on their device a lot or constantly stimulated by whatever it might be to having to put that away for one hour or 90 minutes or whatever it might be uh can be challenging yeah it can be challenging but the more and more that you embrace the discomfort in that the more and more you'll allow yourself the opportunity to make the change that you might be looking for maybe that's why you showed up anyway yeah definitely i love it and so kind of going back to like your, your style of teaching or what you yeah. like to teach, what is your favorite type of yoga, style of yoga, group size, location? I know you teach sometimes at uh, the beach to teach. Uh, I love teaching large groups. Like that's my favorite. Um, I've always liked that because I've, I'm always a, a collective energy experience person. So we teach these large full moon beach yoga classes, uh, a great, a good great friend of mine, um, Jessica, we teach together for the full moon. And so it's once a month, you know, and the full moon over here on the East coast, uh, rises, uh, it looks like it's rising out of the water, you know, cause it comes over oh. the horizon, over the, over the horizon. And so having that experience once a month with our community is fantastic. You know, last month or maybe there's close to 150 or 200 people that just come to the beach like we take all the parking there's no parking nowhere to park you know you got to come early <laughs> but wow. we've been doing it for a couple years you know and we just have it as like a donation-based experience for the community and uh it's it's wonderful and so bringing people together over the thing that i'm most passionate about which is yoga um is really special and there's really a, a nice collective group energy. And when the moon comes up on a nice day, when it's not like a lot of clouds, I don't even need, and we don't even need to do yoga. We just sit here, y'all. <laughs> it's just the, you know, the na nature is doing its thing. You know, the universe is delivering, you know, delivering the, the thing. So that's super special. And then leading yoga retreats around the, around the world is always fun. You know, it's always fun to be able to do, you, you know, create unique yoga experiences in unique places. The beach is a great one. Um, but you know, there's other, other places around the world that are fun to, to visit as well. So, and you have one coming up, right? Yeah. We're going to Italy in like 30 days or so, a little bit less than that. Yeah. We're oh, going nice. to Italy. Yeah. We're doing the Amalfi coast of Italy. So we have, uh, two groups that are going to that trip Two separate. We're just, my wife and I, we're, we're leading their treat. We're staying for the whole, we're staying the whole time, obviously, cause we're leading them, but like we have one group fly in, they do the retreat and then they leave. And the next group just flies in and we do the same thing, but 
different, you know, with a different group because different energy. Yeah, totally. And then they, and then they go home, and then we go home. So we're going to the Amalfi Coast. So we're super excited to do this trip. We were trying to do it since 2020, obviously, and we're here now. Yeah, right. <laughs> no need, no explanation, no explanation needed. Yeah, right, right. That's so sweet that you do these uh, yeah. events with your wife. Oh, she's amazing. She's like the, she's incredible. Yeah. She's next thing I got to have her on the show. She's, yeah, <laughs> she's awesome. She do does. It. So yeah, she's, uh, she does amazing, amazing work. So we're a great collaborative experience and a team. And so it's super fun to be able to do the things that we do together. Um, it's awesome. And what is she, what is she certified in or what does she do and what does she bring to the table? That's different from you you yeah so she's um so she's actually a, a social worker so she's a social worker so she does psychotherapy uh but then also she, she's a, obviously a certified yoga instructor and then she's super down the rabbit hole on mindfulness and so we do these cool mindfulness workshops and things that she leads and different types styles of yoga, embodied yoga and uh something that i don't teach like i don't teach that but when she does i get to be the student and it's special you know i love it i love it so really embodied yoga it's like uh you know gen like gentler movements and then using like breath and sort of like qigong style infused in there it's magical so it's um, fun to be able to you know when you have someone it's like let's call it a yin to your yang you know whatever you want however you want yeah. to phrase that kind of thing where you have two different things that are kind of being offered at different energies especially masculine and feminine that's a different energy in its own right, whether you were teaching the same sequence or not. And so when we offer different components of yoga and mindfulness, it really is uh, super cool. So that's why it's always so special. Yeah, that sounds like a home run that yeah. kind of duo for sure. And <laughs> yeah, thank you. Are, yeah, for sure. I mean, she sounds super badass. Yeah, she uh, is a badass. Yeah. Social worker, yoga teacher, psychotherapist. Like, yeah, I mean, what go. else could you ask for? <laughs> You know, um, great mom and she's a great mom so and um, what are you guys planning for this coming retreat oh so this is really um so this one is more of a let's call it an italian vacation with yoga you know because we're in italy we're going to be touring a lot like we're going to go to positano sorrento uh the hike to the path of the gods not a lot of fun place around italy so it's more of like a group experience to have a lot of fun we'll do we're definitely gonna be doing yoga every day but it'll be more of on the lighter side you know um, next year, we're going to go to the Sacred Valley of Peru. That'll probably be more of a deeper wow. dive within ourselves. Um, so we're going to go to the Sacred Valley of Peru next year. And so, you know, that that's a different energy. Like if you're in the Sacred Valley, it's like quiet. You know, there's nature. On the Amalfi Coast, you're in Italy. Italy's like not quiet. You have to. Yeah, we're having fun. So yeah. it just, and not that we're having fun in Peru, but just different energies. And yeah. that's what's always cool too is like when you lead different experiences in different places, the facility or the energy of whatever place you've traveled to is going to provide, is going to kind of set the tone for the experience for the facilitators. Now, if the facilitator is able to match the vibration of the space, that's when you really get a home run. Like if you're going to bring like the quiet, calm energy to let's, let's say, let's just use Italy for the sake of argument, um, to a space that's more like high energy and fun and this, that it's not going to be a vibrational match. It's not going to, it's not going to make sense. And so being able to adjust and adapt as a facilitator to the energies of different countries or places is key, is key. And I would tell every yoga teacher that out there, out there, like if you're going to hold a workshop at a dance studio, that's great. Just know the energy of the dance studio before you walk in there. That's awesome. You know, or if you're going to host it at the park by your house, know the energy of the park. Is it a quiet park or is there a playground five feet to the left? It's going to change the experience. So just know, know thy space. 
Yeah, no, that's super great advice and not something once again, that is really mentioned in YCP. Like even now, just I'm hearing that phrased in the way that you just said it for the first time. And I think it's brilliant. Um, I just went to a a retreat in Costa Rica and it was a women's embodiment and it was in Mm. this like sacred garden of Costa Rica and it felt like a womb. And so I think like thinking back, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was matched perfectly to the, the practices. Mm-hmm. like a so, rebirthing experience that's cool. where did you go in costa rica it was um it, you know arnal arnal yeah it was across the lake okay i don't know what the cool. name is but it was like cool. it was garden kind of in the mountains it was really cool super dope yeah. um was it at Pur- it wasn't at puerto vita was it it um the facility was called mystica Mystica. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Really um, there's a lot of them in Costa Rica, but I haven't heard of that one. Uh, we just yeah. did a retreat there in January, but on the other peninsula, you had to take like, a little plane and fly over the water to the other peninsula, the, the Nagoya Peninsula. And that was just cool. Just different energy, you know, being like in, we were in Montezuma. It was awesome. Oh, wow. So it was Is so that near the beach? Uh, yeah, we were right by the beach. So we were like one mile down, you had to walk down the road and then you go, you're on the beach, like just walk down the street. And then, um, that was nice. And there's like, you know, obviously there's other beaches too. Uh, and we traveled to a few different ones and like a sunset beach in Santa Teresa, like magical, wow. magical. Oh gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Giant orb. Cause we don't see this, the sunset over here where I live. Like we just, it, it's beautiful, but it's not, I don't see it going into like the water. You know, we see the sunrise right. magical. So it was a great to be able to see it. Like you, I'm, I'm sure you get to see that more often. Uh, yeah, on the, the West Coast. Yeah, yeah exactly side. right. Different vibe, just a different vibe. You know, different vibe. Even West Coast of Florida, totally different vibe. Totally different. Yes, this you is know. true. Yeah. And so, starting to wrap up a little bit, I have a lightning round question. Ooh, so lightning round. I'm ready. So yeah, and these are kind of just you can share as much or as little as you want with these. Cool. So question one is: What is one message? you would tell your 13 year old self live your life to the fullest every day all every day 100 percent. awesome uh number two is what's the single biggest thing we can do as individuals to heal the world collectively in your opinion oh the single how is it only one (laughs) no pressure (laughs) the the single biggest thing that you could do to heal the world collectively um I would say to take care of yourself because if you can take care of yourself fully, you're going to be able to show up for your, you're going to be able to show up for others more fully in your life. So if you can just take the time to take care of yourself first, it's like it's selfish or cliche or whatever that might sound. If you can find the time to do that, excuse me, if you can make the time to do that, um, everybody else will benefit from that. Everybody, not just you. Yeah, that's a good one. That's very true. Last one is what's your favorite or most powerful affirmation that you use or have been using? I never quit. I never quit. And I teach it to my kids and my family. So we have a month. We never quit. Period. Quitting's off the table. It's not even an option for whatever it is that we say we're going to do. It's not even an option. Period. I like felt that in my solar plexus when you said that. I was like, (laughs) power. Yeah. Like it. You know, and you got to have that grit as a, as yes. just a human, you know, especially when we're raising children here uh, with three and also as a entrepreneur, you know, it's like, you have to have that grit that I never quit because the, the path is, the path literally uh, is being carved, paved, whatever you want to call it, as you take the next step 
every single day. And if you're willing to bet on yourself, there's a, if you're willing to bet on yourself, like you're not, you're not going to let yourself fail. You're not, you have to pivot and shift and change and whatever. But as long as you have the intention of quitting is off the table and I'm going to figure this out one way or the other, however that might look in the end, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Period. And just to connect the last two answers too. So I, I, I'm an international business student. That's what I studied in school. And they say oh, the number so one thing for, uh, that you need as an entrepreneur is grit. <laughs> and then in another interview that I listened to her podcast, they said the number one thing that provides grit or creates grit in a person is self-love. So <laughs> answer number two feeds into answer number three. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know these things. I just practiced them because they felt right. You know? Yeah, intuitive. Oh, cool. I'm affirmed. Yeah, that's great. great. Exactly. Now you know. Now it's back up. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me, Kat. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's really powerful. Yeah, it's um, been so fun. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. And uh, last and most important sure. question is: Where can people find you and your offerings? Like, where can people find you on socials, and what offerings do you offer have coming up? Sure. Uh, so yoga with Pedro.com is like my main website. Uh, and that has pretty much everything to know about me. You can practice with me online or find out about a future retreat or an event or something like that. And uh, the next level yoga academy.com. And both of those are just the handles are on Instagram and TikTok and whatever. It's just yoga with Pedro and next level yoga academy. But next level yoga academy is where we're empowering uh, yoga teacher empowerment, you know, so creating, you know, workshops and mini series and offerings and mentorship for for new and aspiring teachers and then the real the thing that we're most excited about is this fall is offering our first uh, yoga training is this fall um here locally in delray beach of course that we're gonna have it um but we're excited to do that you know my wife and i have worked really hard for years to kind of like bring this thing together and we're i always thought i wasn't ready like i'm not ready yet i'm not ready yet and then finally, something just hit me in the head. Just like, just, I think it was probably empowering all these teachers that are like, I'm not ready to teach yet. Like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And then finally, I got, we just had a conversation. I was like, okay, like, what am I waiting for? Like, what, why are we waiting? Like, let's just do this thing, you know? So there's that. Yeah. And is that 200 hour? Yeah, we're going to do a 200 hour uh, training. Correct. Awesome. Yep, that's the vision, and that's the vision for now. You know, and then Love the it. path will evolve. You know, yeah, you know, always. Big, and I'm sharing it here so I can affirm it more to the universe that in uh, you know our vision, uh, uh, Summer and I's vision is to have a retreat center, is to open a retreat center uh, somewhere in the mountains of Georgia or North Carolina, ideally, that will hold hold space. And all of the things that we do now is just to make connections and build relationship with all these amazing teachers around the world, so that we can help them someday bring a group be able to support them monetarily because they're going to make money when you do a retreat and you'll be able to come to a beautiful place and have an awesome experience. So that's what's the, that's the big vision, Callie. That's, that's out to the universe. So I'm affirming it more here on this show today. I feel it coming. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you and your time and your insight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's all for today for the Your Own Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, these episodes do come out pretty sporadically, so if you'd like to be notified each time a new episode comes out, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can always follow my journey along, which I always post when a new episode comes out on my social media, TikTok and Instagram, at Kelly Yoga. 
and feel free to keep in touch. You can also check out my website at kaliklugyoga.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.